Welcome to the Splash Assess Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Quinley. This is the unofficial Jeff Lewis Live After Show. But first, there is something I saw last night, and now I can't unsee it. Holy fucking shit. Okay, I was busy reading the great literature of our time, where renowned authors come to share tales, otherwise known as the New York Post. And there were articles about two separate couples that you all might know. Okay, so right below a picture of Bravo's very own Kim and Croy Bierman was a picture of Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. And all of a sudden, my mouse brain went into warp speed as I realized that Croy and Kim are just the knockoff version of Megan and Harry. These couples are exactly alike. Megan and Kim are the same person, and Harry and Croy are the same. Again, just different versions. Hear me out. Okay, Megan and Kim both had relationships with their parents, then came a ton of fame, and now they are both estranged from the people who raised them. They also both love being bougie in designer clothes. They love the click of the camera, all that jazz. Now, Harry and Croy are both gingers, classic. They both seem absolutely, pardon my French, but pussy whipped. They too both pussy whipped. They're absolutely pussy whipped by the aforementioned Megan and Kim, respectively. But Harry and Croy, they too both have issues with their parents, except it was never because of the fame. In fact, both Harry and Croy had plenty of notoriety with Harry being the fucking prince and Croy being in the NFL, which we all know football players are America's royalty. But the issues with their parents came instead after meeting their wives. Like, I could honestly sit and run through endless similarities of their parallel lives. Also, Harry and Croy both seem like Eeyores in the real, you know, like they're behind them carrying the purses, like clunka, clunka, da clunka. Like, yes, ma'am, which way do we go now, ma'am? Yes, I'll suck your clit now, ma'am. Please, can you suck my dick now, ma'am? And Megan and Kim are like, I said suck my clit, bitch. When did I ever say I'd suck your dick? I'll suck your dick if we get five more million in the bank by tomorrow, okay? Then I'll suck your fucking dick, bitch. (laughs) That's exactly what goes on in the Beerman. And what's their last name? What's Harry? Harry Styles? What's what's Prince Harry's last name? Wow. I'm telling you, heat stroke. Um, Archibald? No. Middleton? No. I'm going to have to fucking Google. There's no way I have to Google this right now. This is embarrassing. Harry's last name wait he technically doesn't have one of course not wait that's this is blowing my mind right you guys this is live in action we are finding out prince harry does not have a fucking last name my mind is blown wow 
I thought I was literally about to have to go into the hospital for heat stroke. And no, I'm still a fucking genius. Great. Okay. So um, due to being royal, Harry doesn't need a last name like us mere mortals. That is so fascinating. I had no idea that that is what we'd be learning today. But look at us go. Okay, so anyways, I could sit and run through the endless similarities on their parallel lives. But the bottom line is that Meghan Markle and Prince Harry are just the bougie version of Kim and Croy Bierman. <laughs> uh, okay, I get Heather McDonald wouldn't want a random podcaster on her show, but I'm just saying the fucking original content that springs into my mind is worth more to me. To I care more about that than a million trillion followers on Insta which apparently is the most important thing to everybody else in determining if you're worthy of success or not. But for people who have already reached great levels of success, let's get into the July 11th episode of Jeff Lewis Live. We had Liz Rome, we had Doug Buden, and we had Shannon So the SAG actors find out if they need to strike at the strike of midnight tonight. Tag one second, be one point zero one second before eleven fifty nine fifty nine. As Doug pointed out, <laughs> oh, we love a good millisecond. Um, can someone please remind Liz that if they do end up on the picket lines, please don't be a picocrit. Okay, don't be a fucking picocrit. Or do, actually, and come tell us all about it on JLL because Liz kept reminding Jeff all episode. <laughs> that she'll need a job so keep her seat warm in the JLL studio because she's ready to come back take it from me Liz um Jeff doesn't like when you beg for a job (laughs) he's like a cat just pretend you don't care and eventually maybe he'll come around now Liz was just in Berlin as an ambassador for the Special Olympics What the fuck? Liz, that's amazing. Love you. You go, girl. So she traveled all over to Germany, Austria, Switzerland, and France. I was like, what the fuck? Did Liz take my itinerary from when I was in college studying abroad? Because we went to Germany, Austria, France, Czech Republic, and Spain. Except I bet Liz Rome wasn't backpacking for two and a half weeks with only eight pairs of underwear. (laughs) Yes, folks, you can do the math and subtract laundry out of that scenario because that wasn't a thing, but it did equal a great fucking time. Again, th- that Euro trip could be, I know it is a movie Euro trip. Um, we have stories that would put that movie to shame. Now, we also talk about Euro Disney and how it's very Americana. Jameson said the food wasn't that great. And Jeff complains about the food at Disneyland in America. But, uh, yeah, Jeff, I don't think people go to Disney for the food, you know? They can if you're like, well, yeah, but we go and we still want good food. Yeah, again, Disney doesn't give a fuck. They want money. They want money. Welcome to Americana. <laughs> um, I'm honestly shocked, though, speaking of money, that Walt Disney didn't build a secret Disneyland for the uber rich so that they don't have to handle like VIP tour and do that. No, fuck that. You just have your own separate park. You don't have to walk around and eat like the rest of us peasants. You can have caviar while your kids have their own tour guide slash nanny to take them around. Um, but I guess Monroe would 
wouldn't be able to go because we'll get into that later. But yeah, Gage doesn't like the nanny taking her to do things. So, um, but they could call it the one percenters Disneyland, like Disney Lux. Disney Lux. Rich people love the word Lux thrown into things. And I mean, to be fair, luxurious is a fun word. It just sounds luxurious. Like it's a word that sounds like what it means. Luxurious. Like if you took the meaning of luxury and attached it to a different word, like jingle. And it's like, I just want to live jingly. Like, no, it's not the same. It's not fun. So I don't care about separate Disney's though. I just want separate highways and roadways. I think that we should all be taking driving tests and we get ranked which highway you get to go on. The fleefers of the world. And again, fleefers include, but are not limited to people who slam on their brakes, hesitate before turning, don't know where the gas pedal is. Yeah, all you fleefers can go on the turtle turnpike. And the rest of us who know how to fucking drive can go on the highway to motherfucking hell. Because that sounds like heaven for those who have a need for speed. So people who don't have a need for speed, Jameson and Frank, <laughs> uh, they like to take things slow. So we learn the origin of Frankison, as in Jameson and Frank met on Hinge. So Oscar the intern lets us know that he's off Hinge. He's had bad experiences, catfishing, people touching his legs and stuff. But Oscar is demisexual, demisexual. He needs emotional connection before physical. I get what Oscar's saying. I mean, I need a little emotional connection. I guess I'm semi-demi-sexual. <laughs> semi-demi-sexual. Oh, it's fun to say. But also, uh, yeah, no, sometimes it's just fun to fuck. So sometimes I'm not semi-demi. I'm anti-demi-sexual. Now, Doug had a date last week with Dennis. Dennis the dud. Dennis the dud. No, I'm kidding, Dennis. I'm so sorry. Um, And I'm sure that's not your name. We've learned by now to use codes. But Doug doesn't seem that into it. No, he does. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, he told Oscar not to overthink his dating life, though. And then <laughs> two seconds later, Doug is explaining how he's overthinking his own dating life as in he wants people to dm him for dates but then he doesn't want them to know who he is but he does want to date people but then he wants to be alone forever but then he never wants to be alone again and ugh, life's exhausting you know but it sounds like dennis will have some free time on his schedule because <laughs> doug doesn't seem to really want to hang again but doug is going to keep the dating momentum going and just say yes to everything and enjoy experiences i agree look i say i think life is an experiment so enjoy the experience but but with that being said they want oscar to say yes and be more open to dating too Okay, Doug, I love the sentiment behind you wanting to say yes to everything, encouraging others to do so. But just like Oscar, I have done that before. Like me and Oscar, we did that. We did that. And we had the exact same experience on Hinge. Like, it's okay to sometimes need a timeout and just want to meet people out in the wild, in the natural world. It's It can be fun, guys. So Doug is planning to say yes to any dates coming his way whether they slide into his DMs or slide into his dark shed, you know. 
But all I'm saying is when I did that for a few months and went on a bunch of dates, I learned that Yes, men can catfish too, even with no makeup. And I'm talking anything from major weight gain in person versus the high school picture version of them they're showing off in their pictures to these guys carefully hiding their teeth in pictures and then seeing them in person. And it looks like the before picture in a dentist office. The same one we talked about yesterday at P. Sherman 42 Wallaby Way with a splash of sasser listening to um, us because you can in Australia and you can't listen to Sirius. So there's the physical appearance disappointment that you could face on these hinge dates. But then, oh, if you have to be like polite and split the bill, oh, you're spending a ton of money. Plus, you're spending a ton of time on these random assholes that you don't even know if you'll like and your friends are going to start getting mad at you that you're not hanging out with them because you're too busy searching for somebody that loves you so much that they stare at you while you sleep like Jameson's already doing to Frank. <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, Okay, D- Doug, say yes to most things, but I'm just saying still say no. Go against Bethany Frankel's advice of coming from a place of yes and mentioning it all. You don't have to come from a place of yes all the time. Like, you know, discretion. You get it. You get it. Moving on. Liz changed her dog's name from Benji to Elio. Elio. Cute. When he was six months old. Now, he's transitioned successfully, so that's good. But Jeff tried to give her shit until he realized <laughs> he forgot that, um, yeah, most animals go through name transitions, kind of normal. Honestly, most humans go through name transitions and that whole marriage thing that we like to talk about. Yeah, they take on new names throughout their lifetimes um, and we are okay with it. I'm just still not okay that Prince Harry doesn't have a last name and that I didn't know that until today. I was today years old. It's July 11th, 7-11. Beyonce has a song, 7-11, and that's the... Today's the day that you play it, okay? Love that girl. And Jeff loves his dog, Toby, who also went through a name transition and used to be Herman. (laughs) Herman. I just love that name. It's literally her man. Like, who's that? Oh, that's her man. That's Herman. So, you know. Um, Honestly, though, Toby from The Office kind of ruined that name for me. It just gives off dweeb vibes, you know? Or like, that person is a hassle. Like, Toby just sounds like a hassle. Even Toby the dog, the way Jeff describes him, sounds like... (laughs) sounds like a hassle just a super cute one but it's like ugh, who invited toby maybe it's because the first syllable is toe toe b toe beans one of my cat's name was orphelius or some mythology shit which i actually love and was randomly already gonna name him oliver so it kind of worked out but my baby finnegan jeff would love this when (laughs) when i got him his name was Hagrid. Hagrid. Harry Potter. Oh my God. It just forever follows me around. But Finnegan now, he's just this baby tiger mouse. He's literally the cutest. Turns his eyes all big like puss in boots. And he's just the opposite of a fucking, who names a cute little mouse cat Hagrid? Ugh. But Elizabeth also tried to change her name in high school to Sterling. (laughs) 
That's an aggressive change. It would have been perfect if her last name was Silver. Is there a Sterling Silver here? Um, It is fun to fuck around with names, though, with people. Like, I used to tell people in high school my real name was Amelia. Because I was like, nobody would be named Amy. That's such a short name. It's it's actually Amelia. It's just short for Amelia. And I think one dweeb named Toby still totally believes it. He totally, he, uh, Toby would fucking believe it. Oh my, I'm sorry. I love all of you, Tobys. And if your child or anyone in your life is named Toby, no, I'm just a fucking fool. And so are Tobys. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I, I love them all. Okay, so Doug has an upcoming cooking kibitz. He's making barnacle porn. Barnacle porn? I swear. <laughs> I swear that's what I thought he said. It might be barbecue corn, though. But now I will forevermore <laughs> think of corn as barnacle porn. Like, corn on the cob is literally barnacles of corn kernels clinging on to a giant cob dick. Like, barbecue corn barnacle porn it's so perfect there are so many things you won't be able to unsee after this episode like if you're sitting there eating corn on the cob know that you're eating barnacle porn while somewhere in the world Meghan Markle and Prince Harry are living the exact same life as Corey and Kim just again the only difference is Kim drinks out of red solo cups by choice And Meghan Markle would fucking divorce Harry if he ever told her to drink out of a red... She's (laughs) like, Meghan probably won't even drink her kombucha unless it's out of some royal fine china or some shit. And Meghan, do not... I know you weren't planning on it, but... (laughs) But don't invite me over because if you say, cheers, Amy, and I cheers you, I'm smashing that shit to smithereens. Circle back to yesterday's episode. Now, Doug bought three vacuums. Mm-mm. He did a full test, found his perfect match, and then returned the other two. Oh my, again, this sounds so exhausting to me. Okay, to first do research on every vacuum known to man, then choose your top three, then order and unpack three vacuums. Remember how each one works in the field. Take notes for research. Choose one. Pack up the other two. Bring them back to the store. Drive yourself home. Like, no, I need a vacation. I need a vacation. This is what I'm saying, people. This is why Generation Z, you, you claim is lazy. I'm not saying that. Those are y'all's words. Because older generations you guys are exhausting we are exhausted watching you all like i literally wanted a fucking nap after hearing doug's vacuum escapades like choose the vacuum any fucking vacuum wait until you suck up a phone cord or some shit to break it and then just buy a new one like the rest of us who even like how long do vacuums last i think i've bought three in the past year i don't know i'm i'm irresponsible we know that (laughs) Okay, Doug should really have a lifestyle blog, though. Like, turn cooking kibbits into a whole brand of home lifestyle, including Doug's cooking, gardening, organization tips, product recommendations, a how-to guide on how to turn your shed into a sex dungeon. The same things that Goop talks about, I'm sure. We can call it dupe. Dupe. <laughs> 
<laughs> or just stick with cooking kibbits. And the kibbits part just gets expanded. It's like Bed Bath and Beyond, cooking kibbits and beyond. Now, Liz says co parenting gets better as your child gets moodier or gets beyond a certain age. So Jeff gets into a little about uh, him engaged co-parenting. What the actual fuck, you guys? Jeff, I am sorry. I'm just saying right now, I am sorry. Okay, so Monroe's nanny was going to take her to get her cavity filled. And with 45 minutes to go, even less than that, Gage called the dentist behind Jeff's back and rescheduled the appointment to a day that Gage could take her. Just so that one of her, like, are you fucking joking me? This is very reminiscent of Andy Cohen having a tantrum about being on JLL to promote his 20th fucking book that he gets to exploit everybody else in, but nobody else can exploit it. Oh, wait, sorry. Did I say that? Um, But honestly, like, why would you want all that airtime when Jeff would have given you the exact same pr- amount of promotion throughout that whole episode? Even if Andy was only on for the first segment, Jeff is, we know he's good at promoting. How do I know? Because it annoys the shit out of me when he promotes, <laughs> when he promotes others. But I guess if it was ever my turn, I'd be grateful. If. So I'm just saying that, like, Gage, why the fuck would you want to go to the dentist? Like, I don't want kids because I can't afford a nanny right now. And that's the exact shit that I would want the nanny to do. Yes, go take the kids to the fucking dentist. Like, and the fact that Jeff tried to leave work to go, but the appointment was already canceled and all that, like, that's awful. Like, it's awful. And bottom line, as Jeff points out, is that Monroe now has to wait an additional two weeks to get her cavity filled. That seems way more irresponsible to me than somebody having their nanny take their kid. Like, who gives a fuck? Again, it's a dentist. And it's not just nannies. Like, that's not the right term. Like, these are caregivers. Like, I'm sure Lisa loves Monroe and Monroe loves Lisa. Like, they have a great relationship. It's so... It's important for kids to have trusting relationships with other adults besides just their parents. So I just, again, it's clearly not about the dentist, but I'm saying for Jeff's sake and Monroe's sake, I fucking hope karma catches up to the queen of petty, rhymes with rage, rage, and I hope karma catches up real fucking fast because again, for Gage to make Monroe wait two additional weeks for no other reason than dumb fucking control, like, get over yourself, dude. Get over yourself. Like, again, kids grow up eventually, and if they have an ounce of common sense, they see through the bullshit. And right now, all you're doing is creating bullshit, Okay. Oh no, did I just say that? Damn, oh my God, I might be the queen of petty. No, I'm the fucking queen of logic. Like everybody in the world screaming, listening to Jeff explain the situation. Like it's just frustrating because now they have to work. It's summertime. Monroe should be enjoying popsicles and sweet treats and ice cream and all that. But her poor little tooth is gonna hurt. So get that shit fixed. You know what? I'm actually shocked that Jeff doesn't have like an in-home dentist on call. Again, lifestyles of the rich and the famous. I'll never understand 
where they spend their money, where, where, you know, like, sure, you have a spray tanner come over, but can we get a cavity filler to come over? And again, Jeff, I know you're not the one causing these problems, but I am just trying to help you find solutions. That's I'm, I'm here for you. I'm here for you. And all of you listeners, I fucking love you guys. Okay. Um, this Insta story today is super fun. Check it out if you want. And yeah, like, subscribe, all that shit. We'll be back tomorrow. So Splash of Sass podcast, show it some love. And I fucking love you. Splash, 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 splash your sass, splash your sass.